Hello, and welcome to the Real Friends Podcast. I'm Rayanne. And I'm Morgan. And today, we are going to be doing true crime. But of course, before every episode, we are going to do a little segment called Say It With Your Chest. So I'm going to let Morgan, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I, I can. What would you like to say with your chest? I would like to say with my chest. Oh, thank you. Um, I am going back to school, mm-hmm. to college for the first time in close to nine years. So that's a big deal. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild. Headspace is different, thankfully. But I also have three children, so I'm a little nervous about that. Mm-hmm. Valid. Um, you know, just trying to get everything sent in and my old transcripts. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Yeah. So hopefully they'll still let me go to college there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey, it was passing, all right? Yes. I passed. You were passing. But well, yeah, I was passing. But I dropped out of my last college and now I've applied to a new college and I'm nervous. And it's a lot. That's okay, though, to be nervous. School is very nerve wracking, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. So I think your feelings are valid in that. But also, it is a whole different I kind space. of feel like I'm old. I don't want to talk about that. But like you're younger than me. Yeah. But like in my classes, am I going to be the old lady? No. Everybody fresh out of high school. also why my country (laughs) where'd the accent come from it happens when i'm nervous (laughs) but i think it's a good thing you're in a different headspace different mindset than you were a lot of life experience behind you that makes school seem very small almost it really does yeah honestly like on the grand scheme of things it's like not the most anxiety i've ever had but good yeah it still is just I don't know. I'm really like, I want everything to happen really quickly. Yeah. And I want to get all my stuff in and I want to get my acceptance letter and I just want to get going and it's not moving in that way. Yeah. For me. So it's not going as instant as you want it yes. to. Yeah. Like I want, I want to have applied and enrolled same day. Yeah. And that's not how things work no, it's in not. the college world. No. Not that I know much about it, but from what I do know, that's not how that works. It's not, unfortunately. Okay. But yeah. So, um, I'm going back to college and that's what I want to say with my chest and I'm going to say it proudly. I'm so proud of you Thank for going back you. to school. Thank you. I hope you inspire other people to go to school. Let it one that it's never too late. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're the old lady in class. You guys, she's in her 20s. I don't know why she's saying shit like that. But OK, yeah, for sure. Way to say it with your chest. <laughs> what would you like to say with your chest? um mine's not the same i'm not going back to school currently maybe maybe down the road yeah um but i would like to say with my chest Mm -hmm. uh fuck anxiety um going through some things Mm -hmm. right now and sleep isn't happening as well as i would like it to um with the three kids as also yeah and then having the anxiety and not sleeping and all of that tied in together i'm struggling yeah I'm really struggling on that one. But you're going, you're getting through it. We're getting through it. Day but by day. I know there's lots of us who, you know, suffer with anxiety and yeah. I know I'm not the only one. And Have you ever just tried to like calm down? No. Have you ever told someone <laughs> to calm kidding. down and had a good reaction from that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke, guys. I take anxiety <laughs> medication. <laughs> just to be clear. 
but I am getting through it, but I am struggling through it on some of yeah. it. But Which yeah. I think is fair. Yeah. I think that's okay to say that even though you are, you know that you're going to make it through everything, mm-hmm. it still sucks while it's happening. Yes. So uh, me and anxiety just like aren't friends. No, we've never have been. Yeah. But yeah, we're struggling right now. And if you are as well, I hear you. You're not alone. Yeah. Um, and we're going to make it through it. Even if we got to cry a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You should cry. Oh. oh. Okay. Right now. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get it all out. You're going to say it with your chest. (laughs) So yeah, I just needed to get that off my chest. Uh, Fuck anxiety. And if you're going through it, I feel it. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like Ryan said, (laughs) we're going to be covering another true crime case. So with that being said, this is your warning. You listen to the say it with your chest. If you don't want to listen to any true crime, um, this is a true crime episode. It is going to be a little different, though. We are not going to be talking about murder, Mm -hmm. which is weird for a true crime episode, (laughs) but today's case, I am going to give a trigger warning. We will be talking about infertility and something that I personally classify as sexual assault. You'll understand why I say it like that later, but... So I do want to give those two trigger warnings. If that's going to be too difficult for you to listen to right now, then we understand. We'll see you next week. Um, we love you. You Protect yourself over anything else. Yep. So just to be clear, infertility and sexual assault. And way to know your boundaries. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So it's 2014 and you hear all about this new DNA testing that you can do at home. Okay. You hear that all you have to do is spit in a tube and you can find out exactly where you come from. All from your genetic makeup. Okay. Ancestry reports, family ties to anyone else in the world who has also spit in a tube. You know? I'm excited to see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. At this point, it we're in 2024. We've all heard of this. We've all heard of Ancestry. We've all heard of 23andMe. Mm-hmm. And you know... You meet somebody who's done it and they can tell you all the way down to if they're 0.03% sub-Saharan African at Mm -hmm. this point. Everybody knows their genetic makeup. Well, maybe not everybody, but most people do. Right. We all know everything. But in 2016, this is still brand new and exciting for so many people. But let's take it back to 2016. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Imagine... Submitting your sample and expecting to get one little notification pop up on your lifeline is what a lot of these call it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get, you submit it. They let you know what's all in your DNA. But for like Ancestry and me and whatnot, you will get notifications if your DNA matches with anybody else. So, and they call it the lifeline. Showing that you could have a potential family member out there that you've never met. And then imagine getting one, two, 15, 20, 35, and so on. 35? 35. Well, something very similar happened to Jacoba Ballard. Jacoba always explained that she felt a little different growing up. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and a family with dark hair and olive features. 
And by the age of 10, she had found out by her parents that she wasn't adopted, but they did need to go to a doctor for artificial insemination is what they called it. We obviously now call it IVF. Yes. Yes. In 1979, Debbie Pierce, Jacoba's mother, was married and was wanting to begin her role as a mom, something she's always longed for. But unfortunately, over time, Debbie and her husband realized it just wasn't happening naturally. And they found out that her husband could not have children. So that was when Debbie was referred to a doctor in Indianapolis, Indiana. At around 20 years old, she met Dr. Donald Klein, who at the time was a renowned doctor who specialized in reproductive endocrinology and infertility. Something not a lot of doctors were doing back in the late 70s at all. But IVF treatments and whatnot, he was doing and he was spearheading it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he sounds like such a great guy. Yeah. Sounds like he's doing great work. Okay. Debbie said that he was very professional and that he agreed that he would match them with a donor that looked similar to her husband. They were told he uses sperm from medical students and she went in while he while she was ovulating and left pregnant. She could not have been happier. Back in the early days, up until around 1985, donor sperm was always live and very fresh, for the lack of a better term. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like a nurse that worked in the office told Netflix, this is off of a documentary, that she went to the hospital across the street a few times, met some of the donors because they were residents working there, collected samples, and actually carried them back to the office in her bra because they needed to stay, stay warm. warm. Yes. So that's what I mean where it's like these donor samples are fresh. Fresh. <laughs> fresh. Yeah. Could you imagine being a medical student and just getting to... Be like, just need... I don't well, want to say it. Yeah. You know? There's a little... Here we go. oh no okay the process was a lot different i guess you could say but debbie and countless other couples were more than happy with the option of this for now once jacoba grew up she was happy and knew that she was loved more than anything but still craved to meet someone who was a blood family member She was told by her mom that Dr. Klein advised he never used the same donor more than three times, which to her was such a positive thing to hear. Yeah. She could have siblings out there in the world. But when she called the doctor's office, she was told the records are sealed and she could never know what her donor number was used, what donor number was used, or if they had been used again after or before her. So she just tried to move on. She ended up getting married and having kids of her own. Up until 2014, Jacoba heard and found out about 23andMe, and she immediately was ready to take that test, hoping, of course, to find a sibling, maybe even her donor if she got lucky. But all she really wanted to see if maybe someone else was out there. She spit into her little tube, shipped it off, and made her profile. Not too long after, she received her results so hopeful to just have one match possibly two obviously if it was only used three times yeah imagine her shock to see seven half sibling matches well she was an only child on her mom's side so obviously 
She's thinking this is a mistake. Yeah. This stuff She's is like, there's still no way that it's seven. New. Yeah. Now for her, finding out that she had siblings excited her, but then concern came over her. Her mother was told very, very straightforward. Three times was all a single donor would be used. And honestly, for a good reason. You don't want to have a small geography, geographical, sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is why I had a bad college before okay just kidding um you don't want to have a small geographical area like just indianapolis Mm -hmm. to have a bunch of people who are related or living in the same town and not know about it okay you get what i'm saying yes yes. that can cause some issues down the line yeah so the doctors (laughs) just a little issue so the doctor's office stated three times and that was it so she realized Obviously, three times wasn't true, and she began talking to some of the other siblings that match, and they began their own little investigation into what the fuck was going Mm -hmm. on. They were able to just focus on paternal matches, which is nice, Mm -hmm. obviously, because, well, they all know who their moms were. Yes, it's just the dad. (laughs) Yes. And they began to mark people off their lists, and that's when they came to a second cousin they all seemed to have a match with. Her name was Sylvia. She was on 23andMe, and so they messaged her, and Jacoba asked for surnames. So she just wants to know what last names are connected to the family, Mm -hmm. which Sylvia was actually more than willing to help and was excited to get some matches, too. When Jacoba was looking through the list, she noticed a familiar last name of Swinford, which she related to being Dr. Donald Klein's mother's maiden name. How she knew that, I yeah, don't I was like, know. How did she know and it was kind of just breezed over. <laughs> and all, like, I watched, obviously, the documentary a couple times and then all of my research. I don't know how she knew that, but she did. I mean, Swinford's not, like, the most common name. No, it's not. And she was, she, when I tell you that, she, you'll you'll find out. But she, when she investigates, she investigates. Okay. I like her already. Yeah. <laughs> her next question that she asked Sil- Sylvia was, by a chance, do you have the name Klein in the family? And Sylvia said, oh, yeah, my cousin Don, he's a doctor. Talk about an oh, shit moment. From what I could tell, the siblings so far had kind of joked about this being a possibility, but of course brushed it off until now. The possibility of Dr. Klein being their biological father had just skyrocketed. And honestly, what the fuck is going on is all they could think. Why would he do this? How many of them are there? How long was this going on? And did anyone consent to this? They had so many questions. And honestly, imagine finding this out and then bringing it up to your parents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Side note. Now, of course, I already mentioned Netflix. There is a documentary with eight of the siblings in it, and I highly recommend watching it. But those eight siblings, I will use their names sprinkled here and there throughout this. But I do not and will not speak on the rest because, spoiler, there's more than eight. Um, And if you don't, obviously, if you don't know this case, but I'd assume if they wanted to be publicized, they would have consented to the Netflix documentary. Um, so I'm, I'm never going to pry into people's private lives in that, especially when they're all still alive, thankfully, which sometimes, you know, you don't have that with true crime cases. Yeah. So just so you know, I will use some of their names, but I'm not going to go through all of them. Okay. So back to it. 
Where the hell is Jacoba and the siblings supposed to go from here? First thing she did was file a complaint with the attorney general's office. She got a generic letter back saying they received the complaint and we'll look into it, but nothing else. Weeks went by with no response. So she began reaching out to a bunch of news outlets. What way, what better way to get the word out? Honestly, if there's going to be a way, that's the way. Oh, yeah. Well, it's brutal. Surprisingly, no one would pick up the story. Really? Yeah. I feel like they're so on it. Yeah. Until Angela from Fox 59. Jacoba had written her and laid it all out. And Angela was all in. Angela took it to her boss and began her investigation. She called Klein and told him what she had. And he denied, denied, denied. You're kidding. Stating he was no way the father. He only used donor sperm and no more than three at a time. I will say after many years, he stuck to that blatant lie of a story. So consistency, I guess. Committed. Yeah. She even said there was DNA evidence at this point and if he was willing to provide his own sample. But of course he said no. Yeah. You'd be caught. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. He's already caught. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, he stuck to that until there was a press release that went out. Angela aired her story, but unfortunately, she was not able to use names to who the doctor was okay, yeah, because okay. she didn't have consent to, obviously. But she knew that this was going to add pressure. But still at this point, the attorney general's office still hadn't said anything. Hmm. So one of the other siblings reached out to Dr. Klein's family members, all who only the ones who were above the age of 18, though, and asked for help. Did they know anyone that donated back in the 80s? Was anyone willing to give DNA? Anything. Two weeks later, Klein's biological son responded. Klein's son and daughter met with Jacoba, and they said Klein did admit to them that he was those children's biological father. Theirs? Like all seven all of seven? them. All mm-hmm. seven? He admitted to the kids? Yes. Okay. But the only time he used his own sperm was when he had no access to donor sperm, and there was absolutely no more than 10. But let's skip ahead a little bit mm-hmm. to sibling 14. <laughs> Yep, number 14. Julie Harmon. She saw Jacoba on TV and her husband actually kind of made a joke and said that he thinked they actually kind of looked alike. Julie went to her mother, Diana, asking if she could get tested and Diana said, absolutely not. We used your father's sperm for the insemination. Diana had brought in her husband's sample with her that day to the office she had no question in her mind julie though felt it in her gut that she needed to be tested and she heartbreakingly found out that klein had of course used his own sperm and not her father's yeah which absolutely devastated her and her mother who then was told and realized she needed to tell her husband that julie was not biologically related to her and I couldn't even imagine. I literally just that got chills when I wrote this. Yeah. That is so sad. In a moment, everything she knew was flipped upside down. Oh, you know? my gosh. It's just horrible. Now, Klein eventually did agree to meet with some of the children to answer questions. Mm-hmm. He actually sat them down and almost kind of interviewed them with a very clear 
imprint of a gun on his hip, which to me makes me think that he was trying to intimidate them. He asked all their ages and what they did for a living almost to see if they like did well in did life. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if he had super sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he kind of ranked them is what they said that it felt like, which is fucked up on a whole nother level. Yeah. But the siblings really just asked about medical history they should know about. But he said nothing of note, of course. And then he gave them a paper with a scripture written on it. Jeremiah 1.5. And then they asked him why. Why did you do this? He said he did it because he felt the mothers were desperate and wanted the help. But at this point, there was absolutely no more than 15. You're changing your number, bud. Yeah. Just keeps growing. Yeah. Then in the documentary, we meet sibling number 17. Oh, my God. Matt White. I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> Heather, sibling number 22. Lisa Shepard Steinham, number 33. Jason Hyatt, number 48. Carrie Foster, number 53. And Allison Kramer, number 61. 61. 61. Children. Technically. Yeah. Plus, he has other children with his wife that he like raised yes they're his yeah. they're all his. they're all his <laughs> mm-hmm. okay okay so again even the kids obviously i can't imagine um but the mothers too liz white was matt white's mother um she said that she had done treatments around 15 times It was always just him there. He would bring her to a room, leave her to undress and get on the table. And unknown to her, he was in his office relieving himself. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to say that. He was jacking off at work. Awful. Collecting his own sperm and bringing it to the room to put in her. 15 times he did that. Liz explains it as being raped 15 times and she didn't even know it. The violation of that. Dude. Dude. Also, how did no one know this was going on? Yeah, Everyone who works there denies knowing anything about it. They all said he was a God-loving man. He's an elder at the church. And they just didn't even think that he would do something like this. But he fucking did. 61 times, oh. at least. At least. Oh, my God. Now, the hardest part, really, about this entire case is the lack of a case. There's no case on it? The mothers and siblings were finally contacted by the attorney general's office, but they were told there was nothing they could really do. This doesn't fit the confines of the law of rape, of sexual assault, or really anything. There's no law to say that this was illegal. Tim Delaney worked in the prosecutor's office at the time the siblings and mothers were wanting action taken Mm -hmm. and stated, I don't deny that it was a sexual violation, but Dr. Klein committed rape is a legal assertion that was just not true. And I wasn't going to put it on paper with my signature. The individuals touched by this were very emotional and had a feeling I was there to deliver catharsis. I wasn't. Is what he said. Yeah. 
which I do understand in that sense. And I know this is really hard to say because it does piss me off too. Mm -hmm. The statute, a law is then written into a statute. Mm -hmm. The statute of rape, no, this doesn't fit. And it doesn't fit the statute of sexual assault. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So it's trying to find a law where this would fit into. And where they could charge it. Yeah. Because you because each law that's written down there's bullet points and sometimes it says it you need to have this and this or you need to have this and or this Mm -hmm. like there's so many ways to break down a law but there is no law for this and who would think to come up with a law like that until well that's how most laws are made yeah exactly (laughs) like you don't know until it happens kind of exactly but wild i mean they did begin to investigate him, and at the very beginning, Klein denied it all to the investigators, which gave him a foothold when they got, which gave them a foothold when they got DNA evidence. They then realized, well, he had lied to them, which is an obstruction of justice. He lied. He lied. So they charged him with six counts of obstruction of justice, which are all felonies. They did not charge him with anything besides obstruction for lying during an investigation. That's it. I can't imagine how the families felt, honestly. That's it? Yeah. Which, yes, I understand they are felonies. No. But that's it? Yeah. Also, during all of this, some of the siblings began receiving threatening phone calls one sibling's lug nuts were taken off all of their tires outside of their home. Another had their entire hard drive wiped of all evidence of Klein. And even another who started to receive calls asking if she was interested in purchasing a cemetery plot. So, yeah, I don't know. They couldn't link it to him, though, of course, because obviously like they who? can't link anything any- anywhere for anything. <laughs> so i don't understand like who's doing that obviously him but like you know it's not just him no no i'm sure he's calling and putting in requests to cemeteries for information and all that oh my getting wild obviously so klein goes to court for his bogus charges but they are felonies so the siblings who are able to come are hoping for some jail time regardless They are also not allowed to talk about any of the inseminations in court. They are not allowed to talk about any of it. Klein ultimately just pled guilty. He received a suspended sentence, which, if you know anything about that, which means he served no jail time. Um, But he did have to pay a $500 fine. Wow. Yeah. $500, huh? And nothing else. And as far as that, that's it. Klein was never charged for any of this. At the time of the case, if you can even call it that, there were 20 known siblings. So obviously, we know he surpassed that just Hmm. from the few names I've thrown out earlier. But why? Like, why did he do this? Everything else I'm going to say now is just speculation. But some of the guesses the siblings have thought. They believe, and honestly, I kind of do too, that Klein was motivated by some extremist Christian sect. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I think it has to come from him being like Mm -hmm. 
an elder and everything that comes with everything at the church. So it's a known sect. Sect. Okay. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. It's a fucking cult. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian and no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's called Quiverful, which encourages its followers to reproduce and prolifically as possible to meet God's mandate to be fruitful and multiply. The siblings also noted some of the signs that a lot of them were blue-eyed, blonde, white people. And they go back and forth on how Klein could have very possibly also had some white supremacist underlinings, which Quiverful has some ideology that basically... They felt as if the conservative white ideals of the European population is declining. So they felt like they needed more. They need more white people. Okay. Um, basically, that they think that there is a lot of mixed race relationships and children, and they need to multiply the whites to make sure that white people's numbers don't also dip down. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm not white, so this is a rough one to listen to. Minority. How do you feel about that? That's it. Just the turns just keep turning, you know. Like it just keeps getting worse. He's horrible. As this goes on. Now I will say, most people who fall into cults or extreme religious beliefs usually have a hard time in their lives that make them a little bit more susceptible to beliefs or following groups or certain people. And Klein did have this. This is me not trying to make an excuse for him. Mm -hmm. It's me trying to explain how I think he could have gotten to the point where a cult seemed like a good idea. And I'm going to call it a cult. I don't care if it's a fucking sect. It's a cult. (laughs) It's a cult. Um, Klein wasn't always extremely religious. And another trigger warning I am going to say right now. So I will put a timestamp to get past this. I forgot to mention this to you. So surprise. Got it. Um, we are going to be talking about a child death just very shortly, but st- trigger warning. Yeah. Got trigger it. warning. Timestamp. Klein's faith developed after as young as a young adult. He was driving down a residential road when a young girl riding a small bike rolled out in front of his car and he struck and killed her. From that moment on, people around him started noticing that he became extremely religious Once he became a doctor and opened his own practice, he even made his staff recite prayers and advise his patients to pray on everything they wanted and their treatment choices, everything. His entire office was covered in scripture, which like go off if you're into this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, (laughs) absolutely. Um, I love God, too, but seems a little wild to me that he had God all around him, but still did this. But whatever. Um, His favorite verse was Jeremiah. One five, the one he tried to give Jacoba when they first met, and it read, "Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you." Which, just to kind of go back a little, is also used a lot in the Quiverful movement. A lot. They Connecting all that. love Jeremiah one, one five. five. And honestly, that verse alone coming from him just seems horrible, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. Wow. But unfortunately, we just won't ever know. 
He's never publicly spoke out about any of it. He's never come right out and told them how many times he did it. But odds are by these numbers, he doesn't know. He doesn't. There's no no way he kept track. Nope. By the time that I'm writing this, there is 94 known biological children tied by DNA to Klein. 90 fucking four. I didn't think it got up that high. I was thinking like in the 70s, 94. Yep. The day that the documentary aired, Jacobus stated that they had just gotten another match that day. He had his practice open from 1979 to 2009. So 30 years and God only Only knows knows how many kids are out there. Oh my gosh. Matt and his mom, Liz, have since fought to get a law passed in Indiana, making this illegal. And in 2018, the law passed. Fertility fraud law is what it's called. But there is still, to this day, not a federal law. And per Congresswoman Bice, only 11 states have adopted the law. Tennessee is not one of them. That is not enough. (laughs) No. It needs to be a federal law. It needs to be all 50 states. So, yeah. This is kind of was like a little recap on the documentary Our Father on Netflix and the Klein case. I hope Donald Klein never goes another day without thinking about the horrible shit he did and gets a paper cut every day. Between his fingers. I want him to zip his wiener in his zipper every time he's done peeing. And I hope all 94 moms so far get him for back child support because fuck you, Donald Klein. Yeah. Wow. You know, this one is hard for me this like in particular Mm -hmm. um i don't even think my family knows this but Mm -hmm. we went through infertility with our first child and having to go through that process one it puts you in the most vulnerable state that you could ever imagine if you've been through infertility you know those appointments are heartbreaking one because i'll I'll cry if i even like go through it but like (laughs) one they're so heartbreaking you're so vulnerable and it's just like you want something so bad that you would do anything yeah, for it. For the baby. And then him yeah. saying like, oh, well, I know like the moms were desperate and they wanted this. Like that doesn't make it fucking right. No. And I don't know why, but it just really bothers me that he used the word desperate. Yes. Like, oh, I'm doing them a favor because, because they're, they're desperate. desperate. Like that doesn't make it better. No. No. So like to think it that. It makes it worse that you're taking advantage yes. of women in these positions. And to hear like, obviously there's no like laws to it and stuff like that. Yeah. But had it been like, you know, me and my husband and like mm-hmm. that. Had, oh, my yeah. gosh. I know. Because I've been in that chair, like yeah. in those appointments and like the stuff you have to go through and like even just like getting samples and stuff like that. Like it's a very um, it's like a hard experience oh, to go yeah. through, especially when I, you I want something imagine. so bad and yeah. like it's not happening. And he thinks he's God literally and that he is doing this for you. And, you, you know, too, like. Just to add to everything, like he was he was doing a great thing at the beginning. Yes, yes. Because he really was like, if you look up anything prior to all of this, obviously, he really was just a doctor. Him and his partner, because he did have a partner, but mm-hmm. I kept him out of it because he didn't do anything supposedly. Fair. But um, they really were like people were wanting to come from around the united states yeah. to see them because not a lot of people were dealing at with that it. time they no. weren't and that's why i'm like this was for me in 2014 mm-hmm. like yeah right around when they found out and found stuff out like that so i'm like 
Yeah. How? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And Jacoba, there was one part that I didn't mention, but she uh, obviously got into a lot of arguments with the attorney, uh, attorney general's office, but she looked them in the face and said, what if I spit in your face right now? Is that assault? And he said, well, yeah, obviously, especially spitting in um, someone's face yes. is assault. assault. And um, because you're putting bodily fluid on them also, like even though you're not hitting them. And sh- then they're like the Miss um, White. She was like, he put bodily fluid on me. <laughs> not just on you. No. In you yeah. and created a life. How is that it? not assault? Without my consent, he did that. That's assault. And in my book. And like, I feel there is part of me, obviously, that. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what you as like law enforcement or something, what you would do because there isn't something. Your hands are tied on that one. But I do think that they should have then pushed it harder to, mm -hmm. okay, well, we need to figure this out. Let's get a law passed, Mm -hmm. regardless if it took two years. Federal. A federal. Yeah. Well, we're still working on that. But that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. Especially after this got so big. And don't get me wrong. Maybe it's coming because, you know, the Netflix documentary just aired. Mm -hmm. So I am hoping that it's going to kind of push this out and be like, all right, it's time to make this a federal law because this is absolutely fucking horrible that he did this to so many women. And that's why I said to me, this is sexual assault. Yeah. One hundred percent. The violation of that alone makes that in my book. You, you know, and that's the other thing, like you should it's a um like an authority figure yeah it's somebody that you You trusted trusted naturally you know what i mean like when you see doctors you trust them because you grow up thinking i can trust this doctor Mm -hmm. they are here to help me you trust their knowledge their experience and everything that ties into that and then and then it's taken advantage of yes vulnerable Sorry. Vulnerable women in these situations, not desperate, vulnerable. vulnerable. And he's doing that, you know, so it is like taking advantage, you know, it to me, it's sexual in nature because of what he's doing. Like, if you think about it and I don't want to get like gross here or anything, it is gross. So, you Mm -hmm. know what? Maybe I should. He is literally having a woman undress, get on the chair, all of that kind of stuff. And he is in the next room in his office Mm -hmm. getting the sperm yes yeah collecting his own sample because there wasn't anyone to do it endorphins are running it doesn't matter yeah what situation you're in endorphins are running and then you are inserting that into a woman like a vulnerable woman you can't tell me that that's not taking pleasure he did it that many times you know he was getting fucked at least 94 at least 94 times oh my gosh you, not like we know for a fact yeah. because one lady got it 15 yeah yeah that um but yeah you're right you know i i can't even imagine it's you know fucking awful yeah. and like just thinking of how those moms feel because they finally get what they want yes. and they get that baby and it's their world yeah. and then how many years later you find out that, that you know, yeah. and then the one where it wasn't the dad. Yeah, that was actually a couple of them. Um, I, but the other um, siblings didn't reach out, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that happened more than not. And yeah, that too. Like, I can't imagine the moms, but also like the dads. Like, that's not your child. Like, you biologically, didn't, you didn't even consent to getting donor sperm. 
you consented to getting sperm from your husband Mm -hmm. and you didn't get that he couldn't respect like what's his excuse for that that's what I'm he saying. said that oh i don't have donor sperm her husband was sitting fucking right there yeah you did you had that donor was, sperm you had the sperm she wanted 10 times worse yeah so much worse and then just to have to sit down now do you see why i say that i hope he zips his wiener yeah no zipper? it was just funny how you said it i wasn't expecting it in the end i'm just being honest but yeah i hope so too yeah like and child support motherfucker yeah 94 times <laughs> fuck you <laughs> you had to have made good money as a doctor send it over to those damn kids because you don't fucking deserve a penny that is that is and i hope your wife left you because i know you were worried about that in the documentary i hope you're watching this (laughs) fuck you donald oh yeah i got lots of cuss words on this one we've already said that so yeah we're angry i'm passionate all right angry that one uh hit a chord yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know. I, I got fucking choked up and I wrote this. Yeah, that one definitely hit a chord. Like, I haven't had to experience <laughs> as deeply as that, but. Yeah. Woo! That's a. It's, it's the cases that you can have a little bit that you relate to. Yeah. You know, those that ones was, are uh, hard. For sure. Definitely makes my stomach hurt just thinking about I'm it. sorry. No, that's. I'm sorry. That was that a good you. case, though. Like, that's. People should be talking yeah, about that. It needs to be talked about more. Like, 100%. if that's not a federal law in my lifetime, like, yeah. there's something fucking wrong. I know. I wonder, I'm going to check and see after we're done um, if there's any kind of, like, petitions or anything yeah. that are set up to make it a federal law. And if there is, I'll link it below yeah. so that everybody sign can that sign that real quick. Um, if you want to, obviously, we're not forcing you to do anything. But it'll but be in the comments if there is one. See, Klein? See how consent works? Um <laughs> Sorry. I'm really bad at stuff like this because I do get emotional, um, but I also have like a really hard time with it. So I always make jokes. Yeah. So I apologize. I'm not trying to make light of a situation. It's a shitty situation. It's so shitty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's the case of Dr. Donald, Donald Klein. Klein and his 94 children that didn't want to be his children. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I'm going to huh? have to sit on this one for a little bit. Yeah, I did. Ooh, I wrote this like two weeks ago. You actually told me that you it, we had talked about this case. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when we were going to talk about it, obviously. Yeah. But man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pissed. Let us know what you think yeah. down below. And did you guys let us know if you watched the documentary? Yeah. Um, it's for sure. a, I do remember. It's been a minute since yeah. I watched it, but yeah. That, it's really, really good documentary. I really recommend it. Um, let us know if you watch it in the comments. Yeah, for sure. And that was a good one. Thanks. That was a good one. Good choice. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming and hanging out with us over here. Um, On our green couch. Yeah. We love you. Download our episodes every week. Subscribe on YouTube. And let's grow our RFP community. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.